A.K.A. Dare Williams, A.K.A. Dumbass, A.K.A. Dude that's hanging out with another dude remotely because this is our lives now. We are in quarantine still, but that doesn't matter. We can still be hilarious and amazing in our own homes, doing whatever we want. This is This Comics Life, and I'm speaking with another great stand-up open mic comedian. His name is Daniel Farias. Hi, Daryl. What's up? Nothing much. I was just, uh, these people missed the, the whole ordeal that we had before we started this podcast. I wanted to record this thing using Audition and make my whole life a lot harder, but all I needed to do was just use my own equipment. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, it, it took me 10 minutes to figure that out. That's what you were trying to tell me. <laughs> I've been inside too long, Daryl. I'm losing it. <laughs> It's, it's all too good. much Animal Crossing. Way too much Animal Crossing. No, no, wait, there's no such thing. No, no, there can't be enough or too much. There can be not enough. Exactly. So is that what you've been doing this quarantine is just playing video games? Basically, yeah. I've been playing uh, a lot of video games. Uh, yeah, I noticed that you're, a good you're playing a lot of, of throwbacks, a lot of SNES yeah, I have that uh, the SNES Classic Mini, and yeah. um, I, I've, I I've only too. played two or three games from it, um, but now that I have nothing else to do, I just thought, why not? And yeah, I've been playing I've been playing Super Metroid, you saw that. Yeah, it's dope. I love Super Metroid. I, I had that game with the original cartridge, like in 94, yeah. <laughs> It was I've great. been wanting to play that. I've been wanting to play that game since I was a kid. I remember what, like most people, I guess my age, uh, I got into to franchises and series like uh, Metroid and Earthbound through Super Smash Brothers because I'd play that game and right. I'd be like, "Whoa, where are those characters from?" And then um, I learned that Samus was from Metroid, and then I learned about Super Metroid, and I could never play it as a kid because. You either had to have the cartridge or the emulator, and I had none of those things. Yeah, it was definitely dope, and I remember when I was a, a 10-year-old me when I first played it, I was definitely like, the first time I died, I'm like, what? Samus is a girl? Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> what? Where'd this boner come from? Yeah, why am I certainly turned on by this character that I previously wasn't? Yeah, that's a trip. That's a, that's one of the biggest the twists in gaming, mm-hmm. apparently. But you didn't? Did you play the first Metroid? The first Metroid, I don't believe they showed you her inside the suit. Yeah, they do, Daryl. Oh, if you they have, do. If you collect everything, if you collect everything, I think if you get a hundred percent, then you uh, at the end of the game you see her without oh, her suit. Right. Obviously, she's not completely naked, but like she's like you can tell that she's a lady. Oh yeah. I definitely didn't finish 100% then. Yeah. You need to get back on that shit. Damn. I need to see those 8-bit boobies. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. But yeah, it would be. But yeah, I've been playing Super Metroid. Uh, I've also been playing Warzone. Mm-hmm. I've been playing that new new with uh, Mr. Luis G. Right. Uh, I suck at it. <laughs> but yeah, 
Is that the Predator game? No, that's the new Call of Duty. You know how like there's Fortnite and Apex Legends? Oh, right. Yes. That's their free bo- battle royale. Yes. And it's actually pretty fun. That's interesting. I Yeah, I, I normally play uh, Cuisine Royale or PUBG. I was playing Apex for a little bit, too. You're that nerd. They're all different, but they all kind of have the same flavor. Yeah. I've, uh, since, like I said, I've been playing a lot of video games. What I did was I, I downloaded Fortnite onto my Switch. So I'd, I've been playing Fortnite on my Switch. Hmm. And I've been comparing the two How games. Like Warzone and Fortnite. And Warzone, uh, Fortnite is easy. Way easier compared to, to Warzone. Uh, Warzone is a much more stressful, more, much more frightening version of Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Can you build structures, or is it still uh, just, like, Battle Royale? It's still Battle Royale. You can't build shit in, in Warzone. Right, right. I feel like that's the only thing that Fortnite has over a lot of other of those types of games. They're that, the only ones that you can, like, build stuff as you're, like, playing. Yeah. Well, that's how it started out. It started out as a game where you shot and built stuff, and then nobody played it. Mm-hmm. And then they introduced the whole Battle Royale feature, and then it became the biggest game in the world. Yeah, it's crazy, and now everybody else tries to emulate it. There's like, yeah, eight or nine different types of Battle Royale games. I'm playing two versions of Battle Royale right now. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I've, I, I'm surprised that not a lot of comics that I know play more video games. Yeah. I know you and a, maybe a handful of others, but not really, like, everybody. I think I think they do. I think there's some that are playing video games. They just keep it to themselves. Or maybe they did a few years ago, and they just haven't gone back into it yeah any other type of endeavor like you you have ebbs and flows yeah sometimes you're really into it you go a year and you're not into it i think also um it, it'd be why i don't know because with the the way that stand-up is is looking right now there well there is no stand-up and there probably won't be for like yeah maybe in a year and a half from now i think people should uh just recommend and i hate giving other people who are at my status advice but if if you're looking to be funny and you know there's no stand-up and there's always streaming i don't know i think comics nowadays have to adapt and look at other things yeah other ways to be funny and entertainment and entertaining and i really do think what people are doing right now streaming playing video games making all of that short form content and stuff i think that is where For now, the future of comedy lies. Yeah, it definitely has um, this weird... It's like video, but it's not the same video. It's definitely like a stripped-down type of version of it, where it's like, if you did this in front of a soundstage in a TV show setting, it'd be probably really cool. But if you do it in your house, not so cool. Yeah. Do you think it's just because there's an audience involved versus in this new streaming service, like quarantine era like there's no audience you can't judge the laughter or whatever i think it's uh because you need sort of that uh maybe the audience yeah that would help i know like if you if you stream on twitch you have that chat yeah and people talk to that chat and that could that could be a place where that's where the audience can kick in i think it's just what's in right now just a lot of people i'm telling you right i've recently uh, been trying to buy an Elgato capture card. Yeah, that is capable of like recording uh, gameplay footage and streaming, and that thing has been sold out for weeks. Right, weeks because people have the uh, the same idea. Like, oh, I'm gonna I'm now that I'm inside and I'm forced to stay inside, I'm gonna start streaming again. 
and I think that's just um I think that's where the most eyes are. And I mean, even if you're streaming, you don't you don't have to play video games. Like other people do other things. Right. You know? I think that's just where for the meantime it's at. I think that's where the audience is and it's 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 a way to like replicate the uh stand up in a way. I I have, I have a goal. I I want to build and I I've I had this idea when I first started Animal Crossing and then I saw Sasha Saka do it uh on Facebook. She put out a cool video showing the um the comedy club that she built in Animal Crossing. Did you see that? Oh, I haven't. No. Yeah, she built like That a, sounds like her. Yeah. She built a a cool little comedy club in one of her ro- rooms in Animal Crossing and I have this very specific goal, Daryl. I am going to get a basement in Animal Crossing. <laughs> because that is available. Is that some sort of Oh, okay. Yeah, so it, I didn't know you could even do that. Yeah, well the thing is, I don't know, have you have you ever played an Animal Crossing, Daryl? Not for at least 15 years. But I played you, it on the GameCube. You basically know it's a debt simulator, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like Sims but with cute, you know, cuddly creatures instead of people. Yeah, basically. And and you're in <laughs> It's the Sims with cute, cuddly creatures, and you're indebted to a raccoon. And I'm indebted to a <laughs> to a raccoon, Daryl. I'm I'm paying them off. I'm taking out these loans and paying them off so I can get rooms added to my house. Right. And my goal right. is to have all the rooms in my house. I want it maxed out, and I want a basement. And in that basement, I'm going to build my very own comedy club where I will invite people to my uh, Animal Crossing comedy club and I will have Animal Crossing comedy shows <laughs> and I will stream them. Nerd! 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 I will stream these shows. Is there a way to like have your voice go over the game? Yeah. Or is it like pre preloaded jokes? <laughs> no, well, I guess if it depending on like who can be involved in stuff mm. uh, and who has the game and uh, I even came up with a, like a rule for for people who don't have the game. Uh, I'm allowing for for demonic possessions. Nice. And what that is 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 you can have one person that owns the game, right? But then you can have three people that are tied to that one person that owns the game, so they could share the mic using that uh, person's avatar in Animal Crossing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's dope. Yeah. And I call it demonic possessions because I want people to spaz out and have it be a whole thing. It's gonna be a whole show, Daryl. <laughs> But um, like I'd have sounds dope and whatever. Like if they have like a, it, they could use Skype. They can use what we're using right now, Facebook Messenger, to chime in and be a part of the call. Like whatever, have have a like like a maybe like a Zoom thing open. But all right, I'll be streaming on Animal Crossing, and then that I'll figure out a way to sort of uh, sync up the audios and make it seem like oh this is happening through. Animal Crossing, you know what I'm saying? Sounds dope. In the but end, also it's just pretty nerdy, pretty fucking nerdy. But I, it, it, I gotta. <laughs> this is a project I have to give myself. I, I have multiple projects going on, and mm-hmm. that's how I'm keeping myself sane through these, these weird, weird times, Mister Daryl. Yeah, are you uh, working right now, or is it you just staying indoors? No, I'm furloughed. I, I was one of the first ones furloughed. When um, this whole thing went down. So I haven't been working for like about a month. Um, I'm good. Like I have I have that stimulus check and I I applied for unemployment. So I'm getting that. So, yeah, like I'm comfortable, which which is very lucky of me. I'm glad I'm super glad that I'm able to be in this position at this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just need to keep myself busy. 
Like for for the most part, my life is the same. I was sort of living a. I've been living a quarantine life for like fifteen years. <laughs> I don't really go out much. Like the only I only started going out really when I started doing stand up. Mm-hmm. So the only difference in my life right now is I I don't go out at night and and do stand up. <laughs> Have you done any other virtual mics during the quarantine? I don't. I don't really think I I dig those Zoom shows. Yeah. I think like yeah like I there's something there that can be that can be explored and maybe refined and um I cuz you know with like my animal crossing idea it's basically a zoom show but I feel like it could be cute and it could be funny and charming if it's through like the animal crossing <laughs> yeah you just have a different filter or a different interface but it's the same thing exactly right and then if, like, you recreate that, if I create the comedy club and have uh, the seats that are pointing towards the stage and I build the stage, then you have, like, you can suspend your disbelief and be like, oh, this isn't, like, a, a fucking Google Hangout. This isn't a house party call. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm in fucking Animal Crossing here at this comedy club. Right. It's like playing pretend a little bit. But I think it, it'd be good content, interesting content, content that I think... I'd have a lot of fun making. It's almost like a like a VR concept without the goggles. Yeah. Yeah, you're in like an actual like virtual room instead of it being just like um everybody with a camera you know pointed at them. Yeah. I want to build a a second one too, a second club for if people don't have Animal Crossing cuz not a lot of people might have Switches or Animal Crossing the game. Right. But a lot of people have Minecraft, so I'm going to build a secondary mm-hmm. club in Minecraft and see if I could have Minecraft comedy shows. And does that go across different platforms? Or it does. Can you like play like if you have an Xbox, can you play somebody with a PS4? Yeah, you can. Except you can't. You can't have like a in-game chat if it's cross-platform. But you can find other ways to that communicate would be cool. with people. Yeah, if you could set up some sort of like you know shared audio stream, and uh, you know have everybody be able to like be in the same room, kind of like yeah, like an Xbox party or yeah. whatever they call them. PlayStation Network yeah. party. Nerds! 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 Again, those are just projects. Then you could actually hear the laughter too. You could actually like hear people, you know, in the room. Yeah, like they could. It could be the comics in the room. Maybe there could be a way to have, I guess, more people in the room. Like maybe some audience members. Maybe if they don't want to go up, we just have like virtual audience members or people that don't have anything to do on an evening or an afternoon or whenever we're gonna hold this shit. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could definitely do it a few times and just determine, like, what time is the best to do it. Yeah. You could, you know, play around with a few different times. Um, You know, have certain days be afternoon shows, have other days be evening shows. Yeah. The way it is now where if, like, you have a virtual mic through, like, Instagram Live or, or Zoom or whatever... All the people that are commenting or like leaving hearts or whatever, it's it doesn't feel the same. It like after your punchline, if you see the hearts going up, you're still not like, yeah, I got them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is awesome. You're you, just like, oh boy, hearts. I guess we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, it's it, you got to be like within that. Um, you got to make a. If we can't be in that space, we have to create that space somehow because there has to be. Yeah, you got to hear that laughter. And I think in you can do that in video games cuz people have been doing that for years now. Where like they they first like we we all congregate 
on a video game, like a, a game like Minecraft and stuff, and we talk to each other, and you can hear the laughter through like the chat, and that, like I said, like I want to see if I can make that in these games. I'm just, I just got to get that fucking Elgato going. I just see, I'm just trying <laughs> to find opportunities for content here, because I, uh, right. like I said, these, I got to give myself these projects. Gotta see if uh, if I I get these crazy ideas, and I want to see if I can make them work. Yeah, have you thought about making sketches or doing stuff um, that's just you yourself? I've been experimenting with uh, making short short videos, like doing like TikTok mm-hmm. sort of videos, seeing if like six right. second ones, just to like refine. Like okay, like maybe what? Why don't Why don't I try this? And I've liked a few of them, and I think that's another thing people can start doing as well with that. Just trying to figure out. It's such like a, a precarious time right now, and I've been sort of paying attention to like what other people, like Tim Dillon and and like other Burt Kreischer, have been saying about just like the the landscape of comedy right now, and that's what's like on my mind. Like okay. Try this, try that, try this, try that, because you never know what's gonna work, or if it all if it all is gonna work and benefit you immensely. Are you interacting with other people right now? Like, how many people are you? you I've know, been involving in, yourself with. I've been talking to. I guess I've been texting like other people, just uh, but like, not in person. Not in person, no. Oh, I text them in person. I go right up to their face and be like, "Hi." <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like in their mouth. <laughs> you just hand them a piece of paper that's just a sentence. <laughs> yeah, but like uh, as for for other comics, I like send them messages on social media. I do see uh, Tyler, my girlfriend, every day. Aww. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I talk to to I think I said here, Mr. Luis G. We play the the video games. I'm a nerd. But yeah, that's but the only I, one you're interacting with is your girlfriend. Yes. And her little sister. And I've been quarantined, quarantining with my dad. And would you, if there was a comic or another person that you were wanting to hang out with like or, or collaborate with, would you do it in person? During like, this time? Remote. Yeah. Oh, no. I'd do it remote. Fuck that. I ain't going to. You, you want, don't you... want to interact with any of your, any comics. I don't, <laughs> not, not in person. Why not? In person? I don't know where they've been, Daryl. Daryl, I don't know where you've been. You can have that Rona. <laughs> you can have that Rona, and I can come back and give it to my dad. Motherfucker's 63 years old with, with heart problems. Yeah, but obviously, who? how mu- How often or how many people is your uh, girlfriend interacting with? Nobody. She just stays at home because she works at home. Right. So then the only other person she's interacting with is you. Yeah. I see. And my dad's So as been... long as, yeah, you guys don't have it, it's cool, my dad is But been, maybe you both are carriers and you don't know it. Well, I probably I don't know. That's something that we've been posing too and something we've been uh talking to our friends about as well is that whether or not since we live down here and the reports have been coming out that more people in LA have been infected, uh I don't know. I probably I was really sick back last year at the end of November, beginning of December. Like I was sicker than I've been in a while. And it makes me wonder, like, shit, maybe I got it back then. Were you sick at all last year, mm. Daryl? I had a little bit of a cold, but I wouldn't say it was the coronavirus. I mean, it definitely, I was in bed for maybe two days feeling like shit, but 
it didn't feel like anything more than, yeah, what a normal flu feels like or a normal cold. I wasn't throwing up. I was just, it was mostly just congestion and uh, headache. I was sick for like a week. Mm-hmm. Like a week. And yeah, so you a, definitely a, had it. A week and some change. So I want to <laughs> say like I was sick for like a week and a half. Right. And for me, like I, it's... It's very whenever flu season comes by or whenever the seasons change, it's it's common for me to get sick. Like I probably get sick every year in six months, right? And so when mm-hmm. I got sick last year, like around like at the end of November, at the beginning of December, it was it was weird because when th- that time in looking back, it it felt weird. Like this sickness was weird, and I was sick for so long. Usually when I'm sick, it's for a couple of days, but this one lingered. And I'm all like, what the fuck? Like, I'd be better by now, you know? Right, right. So I don't know. I heard, I heard a doctor on um, a news source recently, and he was saying that the best way to combat this is if everybody gets it. You have to catch it eventually and then become immune to it. That's how you're going to get over this thing. It's not about, like, never trying to get it. It's about catching it and then not dying from it. <laughs> but then Which most if, people are. But then what if you're an old person and you got pre-existing conditions and then you die? Well, yeah, obviously they're going to die. But I'm saying if you're like a 7-year-old or a, a 15-year-old, like yeah, you probably have it and you just don't you're just going to be immune to it and then eventually when you do become 30s and 40s, it won't be a problem for you either because you've already had it. You're already immune to it, like most colds and flus and chicken pox and all the other diseases that we get. <laughs> so what you're saying, Daryl, is that everybody right now in their houses should go out into the street and go and make out I feel like that's with the as reason many people I'll... as they want. And then they'll catch the COVID, and then yeah. we won't have to worry about it, and then that's how the lockdown ends. I mean, they say that, like, you know, if, if you catch it, you have, like, a if you're a normal, healthy person, you have, you know, a less than 1% chance of getting it or, or dying from it. So obviously, like, there's a lot of people that are catching it that aren't dying from it, but they're never getting tested, and they don't even probably know they have it. They just assume, like, yeah, it was a cold or something, or they're misdiagnosing themselves. And obviously, I feel like the reason why there was a lockdown is because, yeah, you don't want to get a bunch of people sick all at once, but if it was proportionately spread out, like, okay, these people are going to catch it sometime in their lifetime, then it wouldn't be a problem. It's just we don't want 7 billion people catching it all at once. But this, do you have you read the news, Daryl? This isn't no bat-created <laughs> virus. This is made in the labs of Wuhan. The Umbrella Corporation yeah. is a real thing. They were trying to make Nemesis. <laughs> Stars. Uh, they were trying to make a real Nemesis to coincide with the uh, Resident Evil 3 remake. Stars. And instead, they created a plague, and now we're all fucked. Stars. Yeah. Did you hear uh, that there's a bunch of, like, uh, state legislatures that are trying to sue uh, China for causing the virus. Yeah, man, they ain't gonna sue shit. It's it's cute. It's cute that they're trying to sue China. <laughs> what the fuck are they trying to do? Yeah, l- what court are you gonna try them in? Like, <laughs> they gonna they're gonna just shit. fly over to some like you know Wisconsin state court and listen to your claims. They're gonna be like, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> China don't give a shit, dude. China's China. Yeah, China's probably gonna come at it's us crazy. better than everybody. It's, have you been following um, our friendly f- favorite comedian, uh, French Accent? Yeah, on, he's uh, been Instagram? he's been 
I've been seeing the things that he's been posting on Facebook. He doesn't believe in this shit, right? He's definitely one of those guys that thinks it's you, you know, like a, just a big hoax or or definitely blown out of way proportion than um, you know, than an average person. I'd like to get him on this show just to hear his uh, his ramblings in person. You'll have to get him. You'll have to get him to put the accordion away, though. <laughs> yep, but I feel like. There are people like that where I feel like there's three types of people in this camp where it's like there's people on the on the far right that are like, this isn't even a virus. It doesn't even matter. Like, we shouldn't have even closed down anything. And they, like, are totally like, business should have been usual this whole time. And then you have, obviously, the other side, which is, like, the extreme left where they're all like, you need to lock your doors and never see your, like, loved ones ever again and basically just become a hermit for a year and a half. Just to be safe. And then you have, like, everybody in between. I actually went to, um, you know how they opened up the beaches in Orange County? Right, yes. I uh, I, I saw, at the beginning of, of last week, they had those protests in Huntington Beach. And then they opened up the beaches in Orange County uh, this, this past weekend. Right. And uh, I wanted to see if there was protesters there. It's still protesting in Huntington Beach, but... Um, I found out that they were going to open up the beaches. I'm like, oh shit. Uh, okay, that that's interesting. I wanted to go down there and try and and film anybody that's down there right now, mm-hmm. just to like and not not like go outside and with the mask and stuff. I wanted to film things, uh, drive by in a car and just film who was there. And I did that yesterday, and I wasn't. I was expecting. I was expecting to see maybe like fifty people. Right. In total, 50 people. Right. But um, they weren't fucking around when they said tens and tens of thousands of people flocked to to the fucking beaches. Daryl, it looked like there was no pandemic going on. There was hundreds of people walking the streets of Huntington Beach yesterday at the fucking beaches playing volleyball with their children in their masks that are doing nothing because nobody (laughs) everybody's so packed together. There was people, there was no way. If you were down in Huntington Beach on like Main Street or on the shore, you, there was no way you can get six feet away from, a, from, from anybody. There was too many fucking people down there. I got so much footage of just everybody not giving a shit. But it's going to be weird, though, to see if any of those people were at the beach cut to, you know, a couple of days from now. Are any of them going to die? Or is this going to increase the odds? And I, I I fucked up the footage. I was I wanted to shoot it in a nine in sixty frames per second because if I can if I convert it to twenty four frames, I can have this cool like s- smooth slow motion shot. But I didn't. I ended up shooting it at thirty frames. Mm-hmm. So this next weekend, this one coming up, I'm gonna go down and see if I can reshoot everything correctly like I wanted to. And I can I want I'm gonna I'm gonna bet you, Daryl, there's gonna be. The same amount of people there, if not more. Well, what's going to be your litmus test or your divining rod when it comes to going out back in the public? I guess whenever... And thinking that, you know, pretty much going back to whatever you want to call normal is. Because well, <laughs> it'll never be normal. It'll never be back where it was. <laughs> no, never. Not at all. I like. I'm still going out to the stores and stuff. I'm just following... The the guidelines set by the people who seem to know, who seem to have their shit together and are making the most sense. If anything, I'm following what Gavin Newsom's saying. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What'd you say? 
I was going to say I hate Gavin Newsom, but go on. Why do you hate Gavin Newsom? <laughs> I don't think he's he's just a he's one of those classic politicians that smiles and talks to you oh, like no, everything's yeah. going to be okay. Oh, definitely. And then totally Darryl. takes Definitely. Like I don't As he's smiling at you, he's taking money out of your pocket. <laughs> like he's not yeah, like he's he's like the uh the pol- politician company man pretty face sort of guy, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. He seems to be very competent, more competent than fucking Trump over here that doesn't really know what he's doing. Like, he, well, he locked his bitch down. I will down. give him that. Like, he locked his bitch down before. <laughs> he isn't telling anybody, drink Clorox bleach. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's not. And he, like, it, California has so much money, so much money. Like, our economy is, is bigger than some small countries. Yeah. And he's been slinging that big old California dick, that big old nation state dick. He knows he's got to protect the money. He's got to protect the money. And I guess California is somewhat progressive, even if, if even if like, we do have, like, establishment Democrats here and shit, like right. fucking Pelosi and stuff, like, if they hail from here. Uh, but I think, in general, California cares about the well-being of their, their residents more than um, most states that are conservative or, or the federal government right now at this point. And I think what he if he what if he says like okay it's it's a little safe to go out then I'll do it. I'm just a peon, dude. I'm just an ant. Like I can bitch and say everything and use the First Amendment to to say what's on my mind and you know speak my opinion. But in the end, I am powerless. You're that nerd. I am powerless, and I understand that my leaders are imperfect and flawed uh-huh. and the, maybe the people that I want to be in charge will never be in charge because the system's rigged. But when it comes to the, the, the decision between the, the turd sandwich, the giant douche and the turd sandwich, I'm going to pick giant douche Newsom <laughs> to get me through this. No, I feel like that's what his new nickname should be is giant douche Newsom. Kind of like Duke Nukem, but douche Newsom. Douche Newsom, hey, yeah. <laughs> he should he should run with that name next next. Yeah, uh, Douche Newsom. Douche Newsom. <laughs> Babes, bullets, bombs. Damn, I love this job. A lot of people are saying like, ooh, throw out Biden and throw in Cuomo. Like fucking what? Mm, Nobody's no. talking about Newsom. If you want to like take a shit on American democracy and get rid of Biden and replace him with somebody, at least replace him with Newsom. It's weird. I don't know. Like. I feel like there's this weird, like, yeah, social distancing thing going on. And, like, yeah, California's trying to be so progressive and whatnot. But it's weird because with our homeless population, you would think that they would be more susceptible to catching this virus. And I've ne- I haven't seen the hospitals filling with homeless people with this virus. Me neither. I was a- it's just the common person. It's not the homeless person. You would think that there would be more homeless people catching this. I was expecting to see like whole encampments of, of homeless people decimated. Right. Like I drive certain right. streets under certain overpasses and certain parts of like the freeway or wherever like they they throw up their settlements because they throw up legit settlements. There was like a, a huge ass camp near Angel right. Stadium uh, like a couple of years ago that they got rid of, right? And I was expecting. Like, do you think any of those homeless guys are social distancing in Skid Row right now? I don't think so. Or or practicing proper washing of your hands every thirty no. minutes. Like I was expecting like all of those people to be gone. 
I remember driving through those. But st- they're not. They're not. I remember driving through those streets and feeling so bad, like, oh, my God, like these people are probably going to be gone within like the next couple of weeks. But they're still there. It's just weird because like the like statistically speaking and just the way it's going, it's like you have less than one percent chance of of dying from this disease. But everybody's basically treating it like, well, I'm hearing 100 percent. Um I'm not hearing one percent. I'm hearing a hundred. And you're like, that's not possible. Like it's just not there. Like I don't want to be like, just look at the numbers, just look at the numbers. It's just if people are going this crazy, if people are going under lockdown and we're going into this chaotic type of situation when it is less than one percent of people dying, I'd like to see how crazy it gets when it's two percent of people dying. Is it going to get exponentially crazier? Well, I think what what's up with this is that this virus is just fucking weird, dude. There's no, there's no like one guidebook with how to like treat it because here in California we're relatively okay, and you can attribute that to to most things because you could say like okay we locked down early so that that was a big help. We also may have herd immunity because we have a bunch of people coming in from from Asia and China. Right, so it probably may may have been introduced early, right? And then we could have all been like, sort of like secretly immune to it once it hit. But then you have mm-hmm. places like Italy, places like Spain being fucking bodied by this thing, and that just what that's what gives everybody the heebie-jeebies. That's what has fucking Fauci and people at the WHO shitting their shitting their pants because who's to say that that can't help can't happen anywhere else? You know. Right. Here's the thing is that, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what are most people thinking deep down in this quarantine? Are they using the fear to actually be scared? And are they really hunkering down because they genuinely are feeling like they're going to catch this? And if they do catch it, they're probably going to die. Are there more people feeling like that? Or are they just like, I'm going to use this because it's a sweet excuse to not go to work for four months? And I'm not trying to say, like, I'm dying to get back to work either, but, like, I'm definitely trying to get back to some stability. Definitely. I think we... Some, like, uh, security. I think we can all benefit from that, from, yeah, from having it come back to to some sort of stability, but it's still kind of scary out there. Like, if if you see, like, there's, what, like, 50,000 people that have died so far of COVID? Right. But of course that that number could be a little inflated because I think right now even if you have it and you die of like a heart attack or something or if you just die of something else that's not really related to the covid if you have it in your system they still count it as it being uh covid related right so they count they throw that in there uh I've been hearing articles about healthy people who are like relatively young in like their late early like mid to late twenties, early thirties getting strokes right. from, um, they were infected with, uh, COVID and their body was like silently filing it, uh, fighting it off. And they ended up developing blood clots in their blood because, you know, the immune system was, was trying to destroy the virus and those blood clots were create created. And then those blood clots went to their brains and they ended up dying of strokes, even though they were young and healthy. Like this, you don't there's so much we don't know i and i now that we're knowing more about it that's good because it seems that we are easing up restrictions and we are reopening up things and we are trying to get things to go back to normal but i do think what it, i most people right now are saying pace yourselves 
And yeah, I think I think that's what we we should all do as a collective. We should all pace ourselves. And whether or not people are using this as an excuse to to get off work, to go on an extended vacation or to do like whatever, I think that's that's up to them to to them as 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 they see it fit, but I think it, it's more than a, an individual thing. I think it's more of a collective thing where we have to listen to experts and do the thing that is the safest. And I think things will start to reopen, but we have to we have to pace ourselves a little bit. It's just like I feel like this is the first sign of like, you know, a real class struggle system when it comes to when something hits the fan where it's like, yeah, all the poor people like, yeah, it's like they're getting a stimulus. They're getting all the some unemployment benefits, but it's like the most of these people, including myself are like, where's my next meal coming from? I don't know. Am I going to be able to pay my rent? I don't know. Okay. So they, uh, pushed back the rent payment. It's not like they just told me uh you don't have to pay this month it's like yeah you're gonna have to pay just later down the road we'll just put it on your tab it's not like you just don't owe that money we're just not gonna kick you out but for the middle class and the upper class they're all like you know going through this pandemic like hmm i wonder how my ship in a bottle is going hmm how's that sourdough baking yeah they're just taking off time like hmm, i think i'll take a hobby up this day or this week hmm let's see what's on netflix and you're and then other people are like on the front lines going like i don't think i'm gonna be living in my house that next month <laughs> i think i think my favorite videos of those are other people are all like hey there guys i'm gonna show you what's in my fridge this is my quarantine uh stockpile right it's all like ah <laughs> there's some people that have just uh, a stick of butter and a pop tart in their fridge right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But definitely, yeah, I told I totally agree with you, man. I hope people come out of this fucking mad, mad, and realizing the how fucking fucked and set up the system is. Like people, I want us Mitch McConnell will always be like, they're fine, they're okay. No, we're not. Some people aren't fine. Some people yeah. can't. Like, no. No. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you 
to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Yeah, people live check to check. It's hard out here and it's getting... Before this all hit, it was getting harder. And now that I that it hit, oh my god, it is like playing life, but on legendary, with with all of the skulls on. Exactly. You know, it's funny because like people are like expressing online and stuff like, oh man, it sucks being in quarantine. I'm like, you were not living a bad life before quarantine, and now this happened. I don't think it, nothing. The the dip didn't go really that that big for you like it wasn't like oh man now i gotta stay indoors dang and it's like yeah well you have a three thousand square foot house i don't think it's gonna be that tough to stay indoors like for me dude if i can be honest like i said like my life hasn't really changed except the fact that i don't do stand-up anymore and do that and a part of me dude feels kind of guilty for it Mm -hmm. i feel a little bad because I'm I, me when this started, I expected for like my life to be decimated. I expected to have like just be a mess. Right. I was preparing to like okay, like this is probably the thing that's going to do me in because <laughs> I was in such a precarious situation before this uh this whole thing happened. Like I had a job and stuff, but I was still struggling, you know. Right. But now that it hit and I'm okay. And I'm seeing all of like the people out there who are just not okay. I I I might sound like a bitch saying this, but I feel bad. I feel guilty. I feel like, damn, like why, why is it easy for me right now? Uh, it's so hard for other people, and you just sort of have to like sit there. And I want to help, but I don't know how. Yeah, it's like certain people are going through an actual crisis, while other people are going through a small inconvenience. Yeah. And you're just like, what's going on? Like, it's not, there's this huge disparagence. The weird thing is, is that the people that are the most affluent, the more people that aren't feeling the the hurt as much, they're the ones that are like, hey, let's be safe. Let's just stay indoors as long as possible. Oh, if it goes till November or December, that's fine. We can, we just, we have to do it. While the poor people are like, I don't have till December. <laughs> Basic. I can't just stay indoors till December. Because <laughs> there, there have been moments where, like, I'm playing video games. Like, I've had a lot of work. Like, I've been able to work a lot on my, I'd say, like, my flagship series, the one series I care about out of all the things that I do is, is Stand, which is, like, my vlog slash web series. And I've had a lot of time to think about that and work on that. Right. Uh, I'm working on an, an episode that's coming, I will hope, come out soon. And like I do that, I then go see my girlfriend. We we get high, we eat, we watch The Simpsons, we watch movies, mm-hmm. and then I I'm there laying there, very comfortable, like very like like oh this is actually really really fucking cool. And then I I have another thought which is like oh I'm guilty, <laughs> I feel guilty like because a lot of people don't have this luxury. That's what I'm saying. Like they don't have like they don't have like to be like oh I did everything I wanted to do today and then some and it's like other people out there you have like nurses and doctors who are having fucking panic attacks who are going to have PTSD for the rest of their life right other people who are barely scraping by because they're unemployed 
I feel I man, my heart goes out for anybody that lost their fucking job because mm-hmm. it's it's sucks when you when you lose a job or something and you have to like be like there's nothing I can do about it. What else am I going to do? Who else is going to hire me? Nobody's fucking hiring, and it just makes you feel like the most worthless piece of shit in the world. And there's millions of people out there right now that are feeling that right now, and it just <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't help but feel bad. I'm like, why me? Why? And I'm not even doing super well. Like, I'm just comfortable for like my for the life that I lived and the experiences that I lived. Like, I'm I'm comfortable with how I'm living right now, and I'm I'm waiting things out to see how things are slowly going to go back to normal. Other people though are straight up um, dropping like flies for many reasons. Many reasons. The group of people that are like spouting off the the most about being like, you know, oh, these people uh, are first responders, are people that are working in the grocery stores and are delivery people or whatever. They're heroes and they're amazing and they should definitely be like rewarded all this praise. But then that same person is like, oh, they want to go to the beach. They're ruining the curve. They're making it worse. They're going to put us into a pandemic times a million. And you're like, how can it, it, they can't be the same person. You can't say they're heroes one minute because they're, you know, stocking your grocery cells, but they're evil because they want to go to the beach. I think in general right now, um, there's a lot of stupid people on the internet, on <laughs> Facebook, on yep. Twitter, a lot of stupid people on Reddit, and when this when this all went down, they all just sort of uh came out of the woodwork, and really like maybe there was like some underground stupid people, you know, some people that were stupid, that would follow like these pages that were weird, right, and just wouldn't post anything or wouldn't like right. anything or just wouldn't be active, but as soon as like coronavirus hit. All those motherfuckers became active. They oh, all yeah. became experts. They all became fucking like, oh, you're... And they all, for some reason, developed an opinion, too. I like when, on the internet, you find there's a lot of people who, all of a sudden, within a span of, like, an hour, they become an expert, and then they have... They form an opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of, uh, one that they think is very learned, but is half-assed, and just they, they just want to seem like they're important. And that they have something to say when really they have nothing to say because they don't know anything, you know? Yeah, they just regurgitate whatever they got their opinion from. So it's not their opinion. They just agreed with somebody and went, well, now this is my thought. And I'm going to treat it as like something that I thought of, not just heard. I find it so weird, too, because nobody's really doing any critical thinking when it comes to like all these new mandates that they're imposing on us in the first place. Like all this social distancing and they've been, there's been plenty of those memes out there where it's like, you got to be six feet apart, you know, front and back, but it, but side to side, everybody's like, you know, shoulder to shoulder. And it's like, aren't you thinking of all three dimensions right now? You can't just be thinking of front and back. You have to be thinking of side to side too. Well, did you see those? uh, I know we're talking about like the, the memes, but there's also memes of, did you see that guy that was at the Home Depot and he had the pool noodles? Right. Yes. <laughs> on his head? Yep. I'm building one of those right now. <laughs> right now. I have a prototype in my backyard and I'm trying to build one in Animal Crossing as well. So we'll see. You're that nerd. Going back to comedy, now you said that it might not be back for like a year and a half. 
And if that's the case, do you think there's going to be a lot of people that just don't go back? Definitely. I think this is going to knock a lot of people out. I think this is really because maybe like there's some people I because I, I can hear it, too. And just like in the podcast I listen to people who are who were in New York and L.A. for like comedic reasons for trying to like make it and be a comedian and or just a performer in general. Right. Yeah. They moved out here for this. A lot of those people, they sent their asses back home like they. They're home now. They went back to Idaho. They went back to to Alabama, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, wherever they're from. And they're probably not going to come back. Yeah. They're not. And I think it's true. Yeah. I think for other scenes too, other comedy scenes, there may be some people who are, who are going to go without comedy for months, maybe a year. And then when the opportunity comes back, a lot of them are going to be like, I don't need it. Right. <laughs> like, I don't want, I don't. I don't really want to do it anymore. There might be, like I said, this thing isn't going to go, coronavirus isn't going to go away. So there's always going to be that risk right. there, that looming, annoying risk. And so they might think like it's not worth it, you know, because it, it's going to be a health liability now a little bit. So I do think this is going to get a lot of people to to never come back. Which is weird, though, too, because there's plenty of other things that were in the world way before coronavirus that you had a a pretty good chance of uh, dying from, but that never kept people away from doing it. It's not like nobody ever thought of like, well, I'm never going to do stand-up because I don't want to catch a flu or I don't want to catch the measles sometime. Yeah. But now this will be it. This will People will be like, I don't want to go do stand-up because I don't want to catch coronavirus. And you're like, yeah, weird. I think interesting. This whole thing is it's the, the pandemic coronavirus has just made everything so much harder this is it's definitely going to cut the fat from from comedy scenes all around the world and i think it's really gonna the only people are going to make it now they're they're really going to be they're really going to fucking want it and they're they got to be really fucking good of course more than ever going forward and obviously, yeah, the the guys that will have the easiest time will probably be the, be the established, you know, A-listers that are already out there. I'm sure there'll be – it won't be hard to book Joe Rogan again. No. Or a Burt Kreischer. Joe Rogan, <laughs> Chris D'Elia, all those guys are fine. They're going to be fine. Yeah, those guys are definitely going to yeah. make it still. But all the, like, yeah, open-comers, the people that like us that nobody knows who we are – I mean, how hard is it going to be for us now to do it? Because, yeah, there might be open mics, but not nearly as many as there were. Nope. There'll be like, you know, one for every five that used to be around. Yep. It's going to be way harder. And then, of course, yeah, the book shows are just going to be that much more uh, cutthroat and everything's just going to be more cutthroat. And like you said, you're going to have to just be undeniably funny just from the gate. From the gate. (laughs) And you're also gonna have to have some thick ass skin. You're gonna be you're gonna be a strong ass person, man, because it's mm-hmm. it's gone. Uh, and obviously, don't talk about Corona either. <laughs> yeah, because it's hack. <laughs> it is hack. I don't know. I feel like all the stuff that I've thought about it, it's definitely like, ugh, I don't want to say this. What I plan on doing, Daryl, if like when stand up comes back. Because I have, I've been writing. I, if anything, I've been going on Twitter a lot. I've been using Twitter a lot right. as like, just as a way to get jokes out there. 
when I come back, I plan on going through my feed and seeing which ones I, I care the most about, mm-hmm. uh, which ones I can build stuff off of. And I do have – I'm steadily realizing or I should have realized this from the get-go and I don't know why I'm like, oh, my God – I've I'm coming up with a Corona set. I think every comic right now in some form is coming up with a Corona set. Uh, when stand up comes back, I'm gonna use all those Corona jokes. I'm gonna use them. I'm gonna use the Corona set, and then within like a couple of months, I'll probably phase all those jokes out. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'll use them up, get them out of my system like the coronavirus, and then I'll probably never ever use them again. I feel like a lot of most like most pop culture jokes are like that, you know, that you have a time span that you can say it and then after a certain amount of time goes by, it's no longer in the zeitgeist or in the pop culture scene, so now you can't talk about it. Or if you do, people are going to be like, "Uh, oh, yeah, I think I remember that. I think I remember Mary Kay Letourneau and her killing some kids. Yeah, that sounds right." <laughs> you know, I think in the future like 5 years or 10 years from now, you could make a coronavirus joke, yeah. but it'll be in the same vein as like uh, when somebody makes uh, an OJ joke right. or a 9-11 joke, something like that. <laughs> right, right. Or like an AIDS joke, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I've definitely laughed at some AIDS jokes. Yeah, dude. But also... Because it's, it's going to be hack. Corona jokes are going to be hack for like the first five years. Mm-hmm. But come 2040, it's, they're making a comeback, dude. <laughs> All comics are going to be talking about is the coronavirus. Right. Or the, the you know, the uh, isolation of 2020. The great lockdown. Yeah, the great lockdown. <laughs> Grandpa, War, what were you doing in the great lockdown of 2020? No, dude. It's not the great lockdown. It, it's the great Animal Crossing of 2020. Right. <laughs> it's like they think it's some bearing straight thing. Yeah. <laughs> um so obviously we're in some weird times, but what do you feel like you're going to do when it when this pandemic is lifted or when the the restrictions are lifted? What what's your first thing on the agenda? Uh first thing on the agenda when the restrictions are lifted. I I guess what I'm doing right now I probably would like to have I'm going to be applying to more jobs. <laughs> right? I'd like to get some sort of decent producing job making content whether it be editing or or producing content or shooting content whatever. Um that stuff that I I can do remotely. Sure. <laughs> if I need to. I um working more uh, on my projects, basically what I'm doing right now, doing more content that uh, I guess I want to do more of the same vlogs, uh, little that useless shit series that I have, podcasting. I'm going to do some more podcasting. Sure. And um, I also maybe want to get some – This is again, this is all like stuff I can do now. Get some more writing done. And I guess like if restrictions – the only thing I'm really looking forward to once restrictions are lifted, seriously, Daryl, is stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously, yeah, stand-up is going to be the best. <laughs> it's going to be the honest when I can think about it, it's like, yeah, getting a job, working on my projects, doing the pot, doing podcast videos, playing video games. Like I can do, I'm glad that I'm forced to stay inside and explore all those things that I now have the time to explore. But honestly, as soon as restrictions 
are lifted and it's possible, I'm going to get my ass back up on a stage. I'm going to go back to my fucking open mic, dude, every Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, do you think uh, the library will be back open? I hope. Ever? I hope, man. I really do. That's one of the things I worried about, too. Once, like, everything shut down, I'm like, damn, like, that's that's what's going to kill. Like, not only is, is, like, the whole fear of a pandemic catching the virus, is that's what's going to kill mics, but all these small places, all these coffee shops and bars that allowed for comedy to happen they're all probably not gonna be there when we come back right right it definitely feels like it'll be a gradual move you know a lot of places will be open but they're not gonna be like oh yeah 50 people can just hang out in this room again yeah so i hope the library's like, back. 10 of you can <laughs> i hope i hope the library stays and, and endures for all of you guys that are listening and live in the long beach area please uh, support the library, support small businesses, get yourself a cup of coffee from Is there. Is it still open? It's still open, I think, yeah. Okay. I don't think they're like uh, allowing people to, to hang out inside, but I think you can order takeout. Right. Or like curbside right. sort of stuff. Yeah, most of the restaurants are, are like that. Yeah. Do you think people, like when comedy gets back open, do you think people are going to start bringing their own mics to to stages you know they're gonna like go oh i i have my own mic i don't use any of the other stuff um probably you know what i wouldn't mind that it'd be like uh you know how like certain like <laughs> warriors and stuff have, have like a sword yeah they have like a sword this is my sword uh cunt digger i don't know like right <laughs> what if like what if that's something that the coronavirus creates in comic culture where you have like the microphone that's like yours and that you use and that you name <laughs> right and then maybe if you become a big comic you can pass that microphone down all right <laughs> and then you can be like oh my god that guy has fucking dave Chappelle's microphone oh shit you know and it adds like an air of like mysticism and and all that shit to to comedy i like that yeah <laughs> yeah i want that to happen it definitely not brings... only for sanitary reasons yeah. But it makes the world more like Skyrim, and I'm all for that shit. Right. <laughs> they have experience points. You you can only um you know use this microphone if you're a level 14 or above. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's some special microphones out there that uh that <laughs> they let you say the n word. Yeah. You know. Well, only if you have enough mana. Only if you have enough mana. <laughs> Because if you say, <laughs> yeah, if you say the N word using that microphone and you don't have enough mana, you you die instantly. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. People are just gonna just boo you. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> Suddenly, like the comedy club just shuts down, and you just yeah, you just die right there on stage. You just die right there on stage. <laughs> mm hmm. That's what they call killing in the new age. Hey. So what's the relationship been like since you've been quarantined? Is it suffering or is it thriving? Uh, it's suffering. We can't stand each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, every time I go, we just end up, um, I end up putting her through a table. <laughs> but it's okay. No, it's actually, it's good. The relationship is good because I do think that what something, uh, uh, if I could, there are not a lot of positive things when it comes to coronavirus, but one positive thing is that I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people are not getting along. Mm -hmm. I think there's been a, a an uptick in domestic violence, which is terrible. Yes. <laughs> That's the unforeseen consequence of this. Yeah, it's, it sucks to hear. 
But an upside to this, like the opposite side of the spectrum, considering that is that I feel like a lot of people are, are getting closer together. Like the relationships that they have are, are strengthening. And I feel like that's what's happened to me. Like I, I've gotten like Tyler and I are good. And like we've been working on a lot of things because we're so like because I, I hardly ever really saw her because she works in L.A. And then um, right. like I, I didn't really see her during the week because uh, she would work all day and then I'd go out and do stand up. And then whenever whenever I did have work, I, it would be in the evening because I'd work comedy shows and take pictures right. and shit because that's what I did before right. coronavirus. Hit. I was a photographer and social media manager of a comedy club. And so I'd work primarily in the night. And then at other other nights I do stand up, but yeah, we've been hanging out a lot and we're good. <laughs> like, cause this is it, our life right now m- is mirroring uh, the life that we had when we first got together because we've been together for eight years now. Yeah. Um, since I was nineteen and since she was seventeen, and we've been basically for those couple first couple of years we were living the quarantine life because we didn't have any money and we didn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, Man. like, what we're doing right now, the life that we're living right now is very throwback, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I wish it was the same way for 38-year-old 38 me. I feel like I wish I could go back to 19 just for the, like, the poverty dating alone. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're if you're poverty dating now, they're definitely like, that's a problem. It, nobody thinks it's a problem when you're 19. Yeah. <laughs> they think it's a problem when you're 38. <laughs> <laughs> We should get rid of that stigma, Daryl. I know. Well, there are certain women that uh, that will appreciate a poor, broke artist, but uh, most of them aren't. You know what I I recommend to people? You know, if you're if you're a dude and you're a broke artist, this is what I recommend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Get yourself. But okay, maybe you shouldn't do this because <laughs> you might be too broke to do this. Mm-hmm. And it'd be irresponsible if you were broke and did this. But if you're broke and you want to get chicks, get yourself a dog. Oh, right. Yeah. Get yourself a dog and love that dog. It does seem like women love dogs. They also like cats, but they only want to own the cat. If they notice a, a man owns a cat, they're like, that's that's a problem. Yeah. But if a man owns a dog, that's cool. Yeah, if you're a broke artist and you want ladies, don't get a cat. Get a dog. Damn it. I did it the whole opposite. I got a cat, and I've had her for 17 years. And that's probably the, why the reason... That's that's the reason why I haven't gotten laid in 17 years. Your pussy is uh, <laughs> scaring away all of the pussy. Exactly. You can only be... There can only be one pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I feel like, uh, I, f- I've had some, some, some ladies like my cat, but it's definitely, no, you have it right. It's about the dog. I need to get it. And not only, uh, a, a, it has to be a specific dog too, you know, yeah. get a like a rescue, dog. some sort of mutt. Yeah. Mutt rescue, something that's like half pit bull, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also has like floppy ears and stuff. Like, they, animals in general, women like animals. Women like cats. Definitely. You can get away with, like, getting a cat and, like, oh, my God, especially if she's a cat uh, lady, crazy cat lady. Mm. That could work. But something that I feel like always works and is always a big seller is having a dog. And not just, like, having it because if you, like, 
neglect neglect it and abuse it, then they're they're right, not gonna yeah. love you. The ladies aren't gonna love you. They're gonna hate you. But um, oh, you need to have it and love. You definitely it. don't want to do that. Yeah, don't do that. Not only because it's immoral and it gets the law, but also the ladies will hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I read in uh, uh, this book about uh, screenwriting once where they were saying um, the easiest way to get a villain to be hated in a movie is to have them abuse some sort of animal like in the first scene that they're meeting them. Yeah. <laughs> kick the puppy. If you see a, a guy kick a puppy in the first scene, then you're like, well, obviously he's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. And the, the reason why and I, I say- do hate him. I genuinely hate them. <laughs> yeah. The the reason why I also say you should you have to love the dog because in loving the dog you will learn emotional cues and you ah, will be practicing right. how to be sensitive. Yeah, how to be sensitive. How to be how to actually genuinely love thing a thing from the bottom of your heart. Cuz mm, you can't fake that shit. It. You can't fake that shit because yeah, they'll fall for it. But as soon as they say, like, oh, my God, you were faking it the entire time, it's over. It's done. And you can't fake it, man. You actually have to care. Genuinely care. Got it. Got it. What about, I, I noticed that I hear a bird in the background. Is that a bird that you own, or is that are no. you just in a park? Or <laughs> No, I'm like Snow White. I wake up to the sound of a, a bird singing because I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have mice make your bed for you? Yeah. Oh, I wish they did. They don't, actually. They're lazy assholes. All they do is just wake me up. But the way that my room is set up, I, uh, I, my room, the window outside my room, it, there's two trees, an orange tree and a lemon tree, so they, they like to hang out there. And then right outside mm. my window, there is a, there's a bell. Well, the house that I live in right now is the house that I've always lived in. I live with, uh, like I said, I live with my, just my dad. But uh, it's one of those old cookie cutter houses that they built back in the like the 1950s and 60s, right? And uh, it, it has like a fire alarm. It has like a a, a bell in the back where uh, there's there's a switch near my front door. It doesn't work anymore, but there was a time where if you would flip it, it'd ring that bell. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bell is uh, it's been broken for years. I want to say it's been broken for like I want 25 years or 20 years, and um, since it broke every year like every spring uh sparrows like to make nests in that bell okay yeah so the sparrows make nests there they get it on and then they raise their chicks in that in that bell so not only do i have sparrows singing uh to to wake me they're baby sparrows oh awesome I, I got baby sparrows there saying, feed me, bitch, feed me, bitch, to their mothers waking me up in the morning. Is there a rule about birds and men? Like, does the birds get pussy? Do a lot of women like guys with birds? It's got to be a parrot that you rescued. Oh. <laughs> Not a parrot that you bought. Right. But a parrot that you found hanging from some wire, mm -hmm. some, like, electric wire. Right. It was... And you, you found it, and you're all like, oh, my God, I got to... I got to do something about it. And you called somebody like you called animal control, but they were dicks and they didn't want to help you. Right. And so you got the parrot down yourself and then you nursed the parrot back to health. And now the parrot can't live in the wild. So now it just lives with you. That's the only way it's going to work. That's the only way it's going to work. Okay. Okay. So you can't buy it from yeah, a pet store and just be like, what? I own parrots. I feel like 
if you're the parrot guy, you're probably not going to get laid at all. No. It's all the exotic pets. Because if you own a parrot, that means if you bought a parrot, that means then you are contributing to a, a harmful industry that uh, that harms parrots. Mm-hmm. Because most parrots, most parrots that are, are pets are endangered species. Definitely. <laughs> There's only like 15 of them left and you have uh, one of them. <laughs> You have one out of 15. You have number 14. <laughs> right? And the cuz yeah, it just sucks. I don't know. You I don't think you should own birds. Birds should be unless they're chickens mm. which are domesticated and bred to be owned. Right. You shouldn't own a bird. A bird should be able to fra- to fly and be free and have little bird babies. You you, you if you're a bird if you, if you have a bird and you want to use that to get the ladies, it's got to be a bird that you rescued and can no longer live in the wild. It depends on <laughs> right. you. Right. It can't be like a condor. Solely or on some you. some sort of like, you know, albatross. It can be a condor <laughs> or an albatross only if you're a scientist. Right, right. You can't just be like, oh, don't go in that bathroom. That's where the condor is. Yeah, because if you're just a <laughs> guy that owns a condor, she's going to be like, oh my God, where the fuck did you get this? And then he creeped out. But if you're like a... Like a zoologist that owns a condor that she rescued and rehabilitated. Oh, right, right. She's going to be like, that is fucking cute. <laughs> and then you could obviously tell the, the potential date. Uh, I didn't rescue him. He rescued me. Yes. And then that that's they'll drop their clothes right then and there. Boom. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, if they had clothes at all. I mean... Yeah. So if we could personify like the coronavirus, what do you think he would look like or she? I don't want to gender impose it. What would the coronavirus look like? Well, what do we know about the coronavirus? We know that it is um uh, it's new, it's novel. Definitely. It's uh it's highly contagious. It likes to hang out in your lungs. I'm thinking like hipster Kind of like, um, you know, somebody that's like got some like spiky hair. Yeah. Because, you know, the coronavirus has that like, you know, those little red spikes coming off the, the nucleus. But then but then also too, coronavirus likes to kill old people. It's true. So with all of that, I think the coronavirus looks more if like the coronavirus is an actual person, he or she would look more like uh, the Night Stalker Richard Ramirez. Oh, OK, right, right. He kind of has like a like a trench coat. Yeah, he's dirty. Doesn't Very. doesn't shower. Have shaggy hair. Mm-hmm. He's got a pentagram on his hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and definitely has a weird like voice where he, like he doesn't really speak, but you just kind of hear like bits and yeah. phrases where it's like dead baby. I imagine ACD he, the coronavirus doesn't say ACDC much like Richard Ramirez did <laughs> I want to say maybe he sounds just like the lead singer from ACDC I'm gonna get you I'm gonna drown you in your own lung juices Hell's <laughs> bills yep yep <laughs> and I was shaking at the knees could have killed me in Oh my god. Is that you, Daryl, or is that Brian Johnson, lead singer of ACDC? I could not tell. 
Yeah, I had him over here just for that moment. Wow. Now you can leave, Brian. It's cool. Bye, Brian Johnson. No, not that door. Leave through the back door like you came in. Okay, so <laughs> he looks like, so if coronavirus was a person, he would look like Richard Ramirez and probably kill just as many people, too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I guess we could shove on out of here. Uh, do you have any uh, things you want to plug? I know we were talking about your podcast earlier. Yeah, I have. Uh, I produce three podcasts. Um, the first I'll one is rag. It's an Adventure with Daniel and Victor. You can listen to that anywhere you listen to podcasts. I produce a second podcast called Please Leave by Nine. It's a comedy slash lifestyle podcast. It's a, it's a great, it's a hoot, it's a real party. <laughs> uh, you can listen to that podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. I also produce another podcast with uh, called Wrath of a Menace. Uh, uh, we abbreviate that to WOM. Uh, I record that with uh, comedian Luis G. Uh, that's also available, mm-hmm. I think, anywhere you listen to podcasts. I also have a YouTube channel. If you look me up, Daniel Farias. I make a lot of videos there. I have two series that I make, uh, one, a short one called, uh, uh, a series, I guess, that has short videos called Useless Shit You Should Know About. Um, I know a lot of useless shit, yeah. a lot of trivia, and I make, um, I guess, little funny video essays on certain subjects. And um, I have another series uh, called Stand, which is my vlog slash web series. Uh, I got two seasons worth of, of uh, episodes for that, and... Uh, yeah. Uh, subscribe, watch all those things. They're cool, I think. And I have more stuff coming out. Uh, like I told Daryl, I just bought a capture card. I hope it comes within the next couple of weeks. Uh, and I, because I plan on either streaming or recording gameplay. And I, I, I am set on awesome. creating comedy clubs and Animal Crossing and Minecraft. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that shit. I have nothing else better to do. Uh, so look out for that. <laughs> look out for that silly, 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 silly bit of information. Well, I'll definitely be, uh, what, streaming as a pelican or maybe an aardvark or something. Maybe. Eventually. Dude. And, uh, yeah, I'll be signing up first. Yeah. I'll give you some time, Daryl. I'll give you some time. Thank what do you. you want, 45 minutes in Animal Crossing <laughs> or 30 sure. minutes in Minecraft? Yeah, I could do a tight 30 in Animal Crossing for sure. All right, guys. Well, thank you again, Daniel, for coming virtually to my abode i don't know uh but nonetheless you are a mensch you're an amazing person and i love to know you as a person uh thank you for being on the show guys subscribe do all the things the liner notes tell you more details so just read them all there you've been listening to (laughs) 